Hello, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So happy to be with you on this beautiful day. It's a little cloudy here in New York City, but the cloudiness is soft. I believe rain is going to come to cleanse the air and make it just ever more beautiful. So I'm welcoming nature as I see it outside my window in this urban center. Wherever you are, I hope you are looking at what nature has brought to you today, being grateful for whatever your day is looking like and, and choosing to see the beauty in what is before you. We are officially in the season of joy. In all spiritual traditions, people celebrate at this time uh, from Thanksgiving all the way through New Year's. We often feel generous during this time, a generosity of spirit, a generosity of intention. And I thought it would be great to explore the notion of gifting in a particular way now, because look, we just finished having Black Friday. People are shopping. I think there have been a pause on shopping for many. And quite frankly, we have to remember that there's so many people who are out of work and people who are suffering that we have to be careful, very careful with how we spend our dollars. And I think perhaps to reconsider what gifting means for us in our lives in this moment. And I think of my family when I think about this. We, a tradition in my family from when I was a little girl is everybody stays up really late on Christmas Eve and uh, our parents would tell us, no, you have to go to bed, you have to go to bed. Santa can't come until you go to bed and begrudgingly we would go and get in our beds. And then there was this miracle that happened. We had already set up the tree and everything, but there were all these presents under the tree. And the three of us, my sisters, Susan, Stephanie and I, would go and find our names. But actually, let me pause and say, my mother would always make a prayer before we got to dive in and open gifts. And this was very early in the morning. And we would open our gifts and express our joy and, and really just have the gift of being together. My grandmother, Carrie Freeland, for whom my daughter Carrie is named, would be with us until she transitioned at 101. We had great food and fellowship, and it was just fantastic. And that tradition has lived on in my sister Stephanie's house. Um, she is in Baltimore area with her family. My mother is still there at 91. And every year, my family and I will drive from New York to Baltimore to be together and to continue this ritual. Uh, we get my sister's children in bed because her children are older than Carrie. When Carrie came along, Carrie also whisked into bed at some late hour. And then we would become elves <laughs> and wrap gifts and put them under the tree and just create that spirit of wonder 
with whatever these gifts were. They weren't necessarily expensive things, just items that bring the children joy. So at a certain point, many, many years ago, I want to say at least 20 years ago, my sister Stephanie said to the family, the adults, you know, we are giving each other, not the children, we're giving each other adults gifts that we really don't need. We don't, what do we need? We have everything that we could possibly need. Instead of spending money on something for each other, let's set aside whatever those funds are and give them to people in greater need than we. And my sister's very active in her church, uh, a heritage in Baltimore, has been for many, many years. And Heritage has a fellowship that, I, and I'm not sure what it's called, but where they partner with members of the church community to offer their generosity to, generosity to families in need. And so for, I want to say a good 20 years, we have adopted a family during the holidays. And that has meant all kinds of things. It's, it's often a mother and children, sometimes mother, father and children, who have basic needs. They don't have enough food. They don't have enough clothing. They surely normally don't have resources to buy presents, which might seem frivolous, uh, for their children because they need the very basics. And so our family, through Stephanie's guidance, has offered either these items and on some years, Stephanie and I think my cousin Pat would go shopping to pick up exactly what the family members said that whoever was the key person, usually the mom would say, so these are the size clothes that people wear. And this is the list of things that we need and the dream list of gifts for the children. And Stephanie and Pat were both in Baltimore. And maybe my mother went sometimes too. I don't remember, I have to ask Stephanie. Would go shopping for the particular items including grocery shopping. On some years when it's just been too busy to be able to go to the store, the family has uh, collected money and offered that money to the family in time for the mom to do the shopping. Here's the point. Gifting to these folks who are part of her church community who have expressed the need for support has been so much more meaningful than, you know, one more pair of socks or gloves or whatever it might be. Now, honestly, sometimes we give each other presents too because we love that. But more important is we that commitment to community. That's just exactly what and I've talked about this before, how my grandmother always would stretch that meal and make sure that there was an extra bowl of soup or a plate of food if someone was hungry. That sense of community where it's it's not charity. It, in and, and I say, maybe it is, but the reason I'm making that point is sometimes people can take on an attitude that could make them think that they are better than someone else by the action that they take 
an action of generosity that has some kind of spiritual attachment to it or mental attachment, um, psychological attachment that suggests in their mind and then perhaps in turn to others that they are better than somebody else. And that is not the point at all. True gifting from the heart, heart to heart, from one to another, is just pure joy. And to be able to make the space and opportunity for someone to truly smile and feel happy because the thought of community and enveloping everybody into the fold of love and ensuring that everybody has a chance to experience the abundance of our world without feeling anything other than pure joy. Like that is what the spirit of giving is. That is the spirit of generosity, the attitude of generosity that can light within everyone who crosses your path. And that's something that I would say has been passed down through my family and for at least 20 years, I don't know how long, my sister Stephanie has been holding the torch and saying, this, this is part of what we do as a family. We include others into the fold and offer what we can to bring comfort, to bring joy, to help those angels, those children who may not otherwise have a present under the tree to have one. And it's, it's, it's heartwarming, heartwarming, I think, all around, because it's us taking a moment, digging deep into our own humanity and reaching out to be part of the covenant that makes us a circle. And I want us to think about that sense of a circle, because again, it's not, oh, I'm going to be your caretaker. It is I want to bring you into this fold of love so that as a community, we're part of a community. You're not separate from me. I'm not separate from you. We come together as one. When we have that attitude that I am no better than you, I may have better education. I may have a better job today. But as we know, jobs change, circumstances change. Health changes. Everything can change. But whatever we think we have that could possibly make us wrongly believe that we are better than somebody else, let's let's let that go. And instead, through a different lens, look at each other as equal. Look at each other as all people of God, however you worship. Look at each other as people who deserve joy and happiness and a, a, a touch, a, a, a hug from the abundance that the world promises all of us. This is one of those things that I know can be difficult, especially when we feel a lack and when you're feeling good, when you're on top of the world, when you have what you need and you have a little extra, you can 
it, it's easy then to just feel like everything's great. When you are feeling needy, when you feel that you don't have enough, when you feel afraid because whatever you thought was going to happen isn't happening and the abundance seems to be shriveling up and going away. It's in those moments that it can be very difficult to hold on to that generous spirit. And many of us find ourselves in this space. And by the way, sometimes it's because we've lost a lot. Sometimes we can have a lot and still have that feeling. But especially now when the economy is tenuous, when millions of people have lost their jobs, and when millions of people are experiencing fragile health, it can be challenging for us to say, I want to be generous. I want to share from whatever the bounty is that I have. If I have a dollar, I want to share 50 cents. If I have extra dollars, I give you a whole dollar. To, to share in that way at a time when we some people are experiencing shrinking resources, shrinking awareness of possibility, it can be difficult. It is then if any of you is living in that space right now, feeling contracted, this is the time to pause, to breathe deeply, to engage your soul, and to have faith that your generosity will create more space for generosity for you. This cycle of life and giving and receiving is, is not just coming out from you, but it's a circle. And if we participate in the circle, then we all benefit. Those families over the years who, some have been anonymous, we don't know who they are. Some want to be known. And when they've wanted to be known, my sister and my cousin have been able to meet them and spend time with them. That sense of giving, because we can, because we have the ability to share our bounty with others, even if it's just a little bit, it counts a lot. You know, my daughter is in uh, Jack and Jill here in Harlem, in New York City, and every year from Thanksgiving uh, to Christmas, we often work with churches in the community to whether it is uh, boxing up uh, food bags and then delivering to them to people. It's usually food related. This year it had to be done differently because we couldn't go to the church, but we were still able to make offerings to them. But it's important to teach the children. That's why I'm mentioning this. It's important whether it is your house of worship, whether it is a local charity, an organization that you might be a part of, make sure your children participate in this act of gifting to others who are not just in your nuclear family or your friend group, but others in the community who can use a little support. And by the way, I've heard many financial experts say really since, since mid-COVID, let's say, when so many people started losing their jobs, uh, saying to families, if you happen to be one who in this moment has more abundance 
pardon me, than another family member. Don't wait for the family member to ask. Give them a gift. It could be a gift of food. It could be a gift of money. A gift, not a loan, a gift. It could be a gift of your resources that you have the ability to share so that their uh, load can be a little bit lighter. And because we know it's very difficult for people to ask when they're in need because it can be embarrassing. It can feel shameful. What did I do wrong when I lost my job? What did I do wrong when I got sick and had to pay all this money or still am paying all this money um, for medical bills? What is wrong with me that I can't take care of myself? When you have that state of mind, it is very difficult for you to reach out and say, would you help me? And so I have heard conservative and uh, liberal financial experts suggest very strongly, if you have any extra, offer it to your family members as a gift because it will relieve the burden on them it will help them to move through a difficult time. And it's that spirit of generosity. It's a circle. It's a circle. And it always comes back around. A gift without ties can uplift us all. Keeping our eyes open and recognizing people who may just need a little support is a heart-opening experience. And sometimes we find this hard to do, even if we have a little extra because we wonder, well, but what about next week? What about next month? And I am in no way suggesting that you give to the point that you can't take care of yourself. But chances are most of the people I'm reaching have something to give. Do you have extra clothes? This is a time when everybody looks in that closet and says, do I really need all those coats? If you have more than one, more than three, more than five, whatever it is, can you give one of them away? There are literally people who do not have warm coats and scarves and sweaters right now. Can you give a pair of shoes, a pair of boots? What can you give of your bounty that may help someone else? And finally, and this is really at the beginning and the end of this, the gift of good intentions, the gift of love from your heart and soul to others is so important. I, I can't tell you how important attitude is because if you give from a brittle perspective, people won't receive it with love because you aren't giving with love. You know, that the, um, the woman who did the book, The Art of Tidying Up, I think that's, the, uh, she's Japanese. Koda, I think her name is, I think. She, she tells people that as they are uh, freeing up their space of extra things, that you take each article of clothing, each item, and you say, thank you for serving me. And now I'm going to offer you to someone else who you may be able to serve. So the gratitude that you can express 
from the depths of your being to items that you no longer need, that's beautiful too. In gratitude, you can thank the items in your home. Box them up beautifully so you don't throw them in something. You box them up, make them beautiful, a gift. And then take the books to a senior center. Take the books to a church. Take the clothes to a house of worship that does giveaways or to one of the charities that also gives away. There's so many opportunities for us to give. It takes the giving spirit in order to start that those wheels turning. And by the way, and this is something that I learned about my father after he died, because Harry Cole was strict. He was so strict and he was a penny pincher. He did not believe in adding one more extra dollar to a tip, even though he had been a waiter, he would tip, but not particularly generously. He's a child of the Great Depression. I think that was part of it. He was very cautious with his resources. But we learned after he died, there were so many people who he had helped. He'd given free legal services when he was a lawyer, before he became a judge. He'd given of his possessions and of his dollars to people and never told anyone. This is another piece of gifting and of, of the spirit of generosity. It's not about telling folks you did it. It's about doing it. Now, sometimes it can be helpful if you put, if you attach your name to a cause and make an offering and people see your name, that might inspire other people to give because they see that you gave. So I'm not suggesting that it's a bad thing sometimes to attach your name to a gift. But what I'm describing is my father just did it. it he gave from his heart, soul, and resources because he believed it was the thing to do. And for the most part, he did it anonymously or at least silently. He from one from him to one person, but without any fanfare, without ever even telling my mother. When he passed away, we learned, people came out of the woodwork talking about how generous he was. We we're like, really? Wow, this is so great. Give, give the gift of your love, of your gratitude for being on the planet, of your possessions, of your resources, of your time. Even in COVID, we can be generous, especially in COVID, should we be generous? We have seen food lines wrapping around every food pantry in the United States with many people standing at that line for the very first time. What can we offer to lighten the load? We have the month of December to just think about giving something every single day. What can we give? What can you give? to make this world a better place? What can you give that will open your heart and share your goodness with others? Like my sister Stephanie, who talks about, you can never steal her joy. This is something she says that I really love. She's a very joyful woman, just like my mother and grandmother. And she's, she's like, 
I am always going to live in the space of joy and you can never steal my joy, but I can offer my joy to you. And so let us move forward with the spirit of joy, with the spirit of goodness, with the spirit of generosity that we can gift to others so that the circle of life and love can connect us all and we all can feel that we have what we need and a little bit of what we desire. That will make our world a better world. And it's worth it for us to do that. So as we close today, I just offer to you this notion of gifting from your heart and soul and practically gifting when you think about what you can offer. And I also share with you this offering of Dreamly Presents Inspiration now is available as a podcast. So please tell your friends, wherever podcasts are available, it should be available. I'd love for you to share this gift to others so that we can be linked more and more broadly in many different communities to inspire each other and to reach for the greatness that we know lies within and connects us to each other. So until we meet again, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.